Welcome, one and all, to the URG On The Go podcast. This is your host, DJ Harrington, the cardiologist, and I got a great one for you today. My dear friend, who I've known for a long time, I'm going to say I knew him when I had brown hair and had hair, uh, does the Recorp Trading Newsletter, and he is the publisher of it, uh, no other than the one man himself, Don Stiles. Don, how are you today? I'm doing great, DJ, and I want to thank you so much for having me on. I've uh, listened to a bunch of your podcasts, and I found them very informative, and I'm glad to be here. Well, my friend, <laughs> we had one of your competitors months ago on, and Jay Roby was so complimentary of doing the best thing for recyclers, and he had, he had to invest a million dollars just to bring it up to what you guys do up there. So I, I want this to be more of an educational process. So first of all, can you tell a little bit to our listeners a little bit about Don and, and Recor Trading? Sure. I, uh, I come from the uh, salvage industry. My family had a salvage yard way back in the day, and I worked as a uh, dismantler, a delivery driver, a ramp truck driver, and finally a counterman. Uh, broke away from that at some point to start a body shop because my heart was in the repairing of cars. We always did rebuildables. So I had a body shop for a number of years. And at some point, my uh, dad needed me to come back and run the uh, place because he had lost his counterman, which I did. And, uh, back in 87, 88, he sold the yard and uh, the new owners had their own uh, people. So I... Uh, Decided to go into the recycling business. And I started Recore Trading in 1989 wow. when converters were in their infancy, and we've been doing it ever since. Uh, we also do some crushed cars. We have a car crusher program where we lend our car crusher to salvage yards if they're supplying us with the cars and the catalytic converters. But the main thrust of our business is the catalytic converters. I spent a, a lot of time, money, and uh, learning about how to process them efficiently to get the most out of them so I could treat my suppliers as fairly as possible and still make a, a good living. And it, it's been a great business. Well, you've been very, very good. I've been to your facility two or three times, uh, and I've done classes out of there. I write for your newsletter, and, of course, you have a lot of other people write for you also. you got Ron Sturgeon that writes for you, and he does a, a great he, I, I introduced him, Ron, time, one time at a truck convention for recycling trucks, and I introduced him as, as uh, Donald Trump uh, <laughs> of recycling, and he loved it, and, and I became his dear friend ever since. Oh, wow. I referred to him as the Donald Trump of recycling. Uh, and your newsletter is, how many states does the newsletter go out to? It's mostly New England. And any of the other suppliers who, uh, we do have suppliers from across the country who ship to us, but, uh, we'll blanket, uh, New England and our other suppliers in other states. So it's about, uh, 2,000 copies per month go out and we'll send it to anybody who wants it. If they just drop us a line or, uh, an email at dawn at recortrading.com, we'll include them on the list and send them a newsletter every month. Oh, that's fantastic. So you listeners know that if you want the newsletter, it's a good one. And he has some great writers in there besides myself. Uh, 
there's a lot of times I, I enjoy the back pages. It's always about the laugh about. Yeah. Well, most of our readers tell us they start from the back page where the jokes <laughs> are, and then they get to the front page where my article is. It's finally, but uh, that's okay. We appreciate that. I I do the same thing myself. <laughs> well, it's also electronic because one time I went on to show somebody. I was at their yard, and I showed somebody, and we brought it up electronically. Yeah. Yeah. It's on our website, recordtrading.com. So recordtrading.com. And you hit newsletter, and you could actually arc their archive, so you could see different articles from Ron Sturgeons and Mike French, and there's a lot of Sandy Blaylock sometimes has an article in there. Some some really gifted people that are that are out in our industry are there. One of the things I want to ask: tell us a little bit about Market Watch and the email alerts, and how how our listeners could maybe learn more about that. Um, we do a market watch program free to anyone who wants it. Um, and we don't blanket you with a ton of emails. We, we do is we send you out notices of changes in the market that are important to you, whether they be a market price up or a market price down. Um, a lot of times we'll send out an email saying the market is dropping rapidly. We have a certain amount of material hedged at the old price. If you want to get them in now, you can take advantage of that. And, and vice versa. So it's just informative. You just send us your email. Tell us you want to be included on Market Watch. Uh, we'll be happy to send it to you. And it, like I say, it's not one every day. It's whenever something important happens in the market. Uh, a lot of people get a lot of emails and don't need a ton of information. But if you want the important stuff. And that's kind of the way we go. All right. Those that are listening, let me give you a phone number up front. The 603 603- Four three seven three thousand is their phone number into the business, and uh, because they have a fax, if you want to send the information, six zero three eight eight one thirty nine hundred. And I'm just reading from the bottom of one of the newsletters. The newsletter is great, Don. Thank you. Now, how many years have you been doing a newsletter? Oh, I have to think back. I, I would guess twelve to fifteen. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm going to say I've been writing for at least twelve of those. Yeah. Oh, you were there right from the beginning. We were glad to get you. And uh, you carry a lot of weight in the industry, and uh, yeah, a lot of people look forward to your article every month. Well, I have to share something with our audience. You are one of the kindest editors doing your team. Uh, I'm a, a Christian, and I write a lot of Christian stuff, like the D-I-B-L-E, best information before leaving Earth. Well, I send it to you, and it's printed just like I wrote it. And some other magazines, <laughs> they'll call me and edit it. And I'll say, well, I didn't say it that way. And I said, yeah, but we're not as Christian as you are. But you've always allowed me to, to state my need or my feelings and and what I want to do. And uh, you're, you're a good guy, and, and I want to share that with you. I, here's another one I want to ask you. Can you educate our people a little bit more about when when I guess in one of the articles it was it was called the rhodium, 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 yep, r r h o d i u m rhodium, yeah. So that's a that's a chemical or what is that actually? Rhodium is one of the three elements they used in the uh, production of catalytic converters. Rhodium is in literally every converter, um, but for years and years, uh, rhodium 
didn't have a great value. Well, it was worth eight to eight to ten thousand dollars per ounce, but there was such a small quantity of it in converters that it really didn't affect the price of converters. Back this summer, when uh, rhodium hit nearly $30,000 an ounce, and a lot of the OEM converters were using more and more rhodium, we've seen converters with uh, six, 800 parts per million rhodium. It really started to affect the price. So I wrote an article about that and uh, discussed how and why it was affecting the price. They still use rhodium in converters today. Yeah. Today it's worth uh, $13,500 an ounce. It's gone down quite a bit. But it's, it's still in there, and it contributes to the value of every converter. Well, you're one of the good guys. And when we come back, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want to tell our listeners that I'm going to come out and ask Don to share a little bit about what he knows about the Chinese uh, converters that are out there and how to be aware of them. And I want to talk a little bit about angel flight. And you'd want to be listening to that. All right, my friends, let's take a real fast break and we'll be right back. Did you know as a member of URG, you have access to a fantastic range of useful business tools and products? You can make use of our library of tutorials to fine-tune your skills and make sure you know how to use, customize, and get the most out of your business tools. Train at your own pace in your own time. Take your training anywhere there is an internet connection. New tutorials are added all the time. So if there is a topic you would like to be covered... Be sure to let us know. Go to u-r-g.com and click on training slash online tutorials. That's u-r-g.com. Click on training dash online tutorials. Welcome back one and all to the URG On The Go podcast. We have the head of Record Trading, Don Bell Isle. And I want Don to know that uh, I cannot thank him enough for being our guest on here. Um, my question before our break was, can you relay a little bit more about what's happening with these Chinese converters that are out there? Yes. Um, when the markets were very high a few months ago, and all through time, um, there's always going to be a certain element in the industry that's trying to take advantage. And there was a bunch of Chinese converters brought into the country that had little to no precious metals contained. And they went out with the purpose of uh, cheating the people they were selling to. And they sold them to a lot of salvage yards. Some of the dealers, the collectors, bought these Chinese converters for good money, expecting them to be worth what the ones they look exactly alike were worth and find that they were worth little or nothing. It was a, uh, a way a lot of people got cheated out of a lot of money. And uh, it's really unfortunate. They were very hard to identify. Uh, one of the things... You can look for, they look almost new, like they haven't been used. But just be careful who you're buying converters from. It it can be very expensive lesson to learn. Yeah, in the newsletter, you actually have a picture of, of, of one versus another. So they can see it. Yeah. They're really almost impossible to uh, detect by visual examination. So uh, you just have to really know the people. You're getting them from or cutting them off the card yourself. Um, can I ask you about how to sell, you know, using this precious metals that are inside a catalytic converter? Uh, I heard one time that you don't have to have thousands to deal with record trading. You can actually do a hundred. Could you That's share correct. a little bit about that? 
Yeah, I learned uh, many years ago uh, that the best way for dealers and uh, big big collectors like myself to sell converters, in fact, it's the only way, is to sell based on the assay of the precious metals contained. Um, literally everyone who, a big dealer in the industry, sells based on assay. So I started to think, and I said, you know, there's a lot of people with, out there buying converters based on phony price lists and code numbers and this and that. And it's, a lot of times it's just a way to cheat the salvage yard and to make them think they're getting the most when they're not. And the only fair way to do it is based on assay. So I developed a system where we could have as few as 100 converters, um, just grind them, sample them, and pay our supplier based on the actual content of precious metals. There's not a more fair way to get paid for your converters. You get paid for every gram of precious metals in there. And it's just no no cheating with pony price lists and pie in the high sky, high in the sky prices that aren't really true. You're getting paid for every gram. You lock in the metals price up front, and then we refine the converter, and you get paid for every gram of metal. It's worked out really well. Yeah, and, and that would be the most intelligent way of selling them. That is for sure. Absolutely. So you don't need thousands. You just had a hundred of them. You could actually do it with this assay approach. Exactly. Uh, can I ask you, you know, this is on a personal level to all our listeners. You're talking, uh, this is Don, is a pilot, owns his own airplane. Uh, can you share with our listeners a little bit about Angel Flight and how you got involved with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always loved aviation. I've been a pilot since I was in my 20s. Um, mm-hmm. Just love to fly. Uh, back in the mid-90s, I heard about a program called Angel Flight. And what it is is they set up a program where people with needs to get to medical facilities for treatment who don't have the means to drive there, they request pilots like myself to volunteer their time, their airplane, their fuel, to bring these people to and from medical appointments. I started from the very beginning, back in the 90s. It's extremely rewarding. I love doing it. Um, most of the patients I fly are burn patients. Most of them are children, and I fly them into Boston. I pick up patients all over New England, New York, New Jersey. I've been flying one particular boy, Mason, from New Jersey for uh, eight or ten years now. Uh, I pick him up at his house in New Jersey, fly him into Boston for treatment. Sometimes I fly him home. Sometimes another pilot will fly him home. Very, very rewarding. Wow. So you you build up a relationship like with this kid Mason from New Jersey. And you, yes. you kind of see him little by little improve. Yes. It's, it's been great. When I uh, first started flying Mason, he was uh, oh, seven or eight years old. He was in a wheelchair. Severely burned. Uh, I don't know the facts of how we get burned, but severely burned, face, arms, hands, everything. Uh, but, you know, I've flown him years and years now, and now he doesn't need a wheelchair. Uh, he loves to fly. If I don't have a co-pilot with me, I'll let him sit up front and uh, touch <laughs> and that. He just loves it. The attitude of this kid and virtually all of the kids I fly with is tremendous. It's you can't believe what a great attitude they have. And you look at what they're going through life with their 
he's handicapped a bit, but saddled with, you know, you think you're having a bad day, or times are tough in business, and you look at these kids with what they have to deal with and their attitudes, and it uh, changes the way you think. All together. <laughs> All together. And here we are. This is a day or two after what happened up in Waukesha, Wisconsin, where yeah. that car drove through all those kids. And as we're doing this podcast, 16 of them are still in children's hospitals, uh, hanging. Three or four of them are hanging on to life. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden, it changes your whole dimension of how you feel about life every day. And Don, the reason why I'm honored that you're our guest is in the industry, I can count on one hand the most ethical, professional people, and you're one of them. And I am, I treasure our friendship. Well, thank you, DJ. That means a lot to me. I, I really appreciate that. Well, you have done so much for the, to help the recycler. And every time I see you, either at ARA or URG, uh, you always have a smile on your face. You always got something good to say about somebody. And it, and I, that's the nice thing. Uh, my bro, my son-in-law thinks I'm too nice to people. <laughs> well, I would rather go from this life knowing that I've been too nice than being known as the guy that always was the, the terror downer, you know, instead of lifting people up. And you, my friend, have lifted so many people up that I, I told Chuck Camp, our producer, how, how honored I was that you accepted me on the podcast. And I want to wish all of our people a happy Thanksgiving. Before we get off the, the, the line, is there something you'd like to share with the recyclers? You know, maybe a parting shot. There's something that I should have asked you that I didn't ask. Um, I can't think of anything specifically. Uh, just hang in there. It's uh, tough going for you guys. It's, uh, you know, I've been there. I understand that the salvage business is tough. But uh, deal with people you can trust. Uh, deal with people who are going to treat you fairly, and together we'll we'll each make a little bit and go from there. Right. And all of you, please, by all means, the newsletter itself is a great record trading newsletter. Uh, if you want to get it sent out to you, I think that's great if you'll send it to you. Electronically, you just go on. I hope I'm saying this right now. Just go on to recordtrading.com. That's correct. And hit the newsletter, and that way they can get electronically. And they can see some of the past articles. Ron Sturgeon has written so many great articles in the publication. He's there all the time. And I vary from, you know, things I want to do, things I wanted to recognize that people are not recognized. I, I try to do my best to recognize women in the industry. And you were kind of, you printed every word of it. And I, I was great that you did. I can't thank you no, enough. But I, I, all of our listeners, you've been listening to URG on the Go podcast. I cannot thank you, Don, enough for being our guest today. And I, I wish all of us a great Thanksgiving. And make sure you tell your friends about URG on the Go podcast.